0: Today, on Bell and the Birdman, it's the playoffs, baby! woo
1: Oh! What's going on? Philadelphia! Oh, Fucking sick and goddamn tired of hearing about this team being so disrespected, like they're just gonna go away. Unfortunately, Vince, it's hashtag by Tom Week. And I won't have it any other way. Hello, everybody. It's the Bell and the Bird Podcast. Yeah,
0: damn right, John. Wait, wait, wait. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Wait, wait, wait. Ah, ah, there we go. Damn right, John! The <laughs> People have no idea what the hell they're talking about. As a guy who was formerly in the national media, how clueless the national media can be about things and how clueless they are about this team, how clueless Vegas is around this team. Did you see the spread of eight and a half? Good fucking luck with that. <laughs> Good fucking luck, because I'll tell you, Take the money line on the Eagles, baby. It's happening. It's happening. We are beating Tampa Bay. It is happening this week. Everyone goes, oh, no, Vince, it's Tom Brady. It's the playoffs. Okay, well, who's he throwing to? How many guys? All those weapons that he lost. All these guys, they're great players that are not there. Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans is a bad hamstring. If you're going to tell me Rob Gronkowski at 33 years old or how broken he (laughs) is, that he's going to dominate the Eagles in a game where, by the way, windy, rainy, rainy so rainy
1: eagles all the way this is this game is set up for them in the best way to go and beat tampa right now maybe i have just not been paying attention to all the talking heads but how is no one saying hey it's gonna rain a quarter of an inch per hour more than likely with 20 to 30 mile an hour winds now that might not hold up but if it does that's a huge advantage for the eagles Huge. Not just because of the running game. It just cuts Tom Brady in half. It cuts the possessions in half already. It's going to force the Bucks to run more. Which they don't want to do. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Tom Brady <laughs> throws a lot. I would rather have... A, yeah, of course. I would rather have Tom Brady never throw a football if you have to face him. So I'm, I think there's a lot of positives uh, heading into the weekend. I'm fired up about it. We are cracking the liquid deaths. And by the way, uh, if you're not joining us at the Henry James Saloon, what's wrong with you? It is going to be a high-tempo atmosphere with plenty of liquid death cans for you to drink. We are painting our beards pink. If you do not have a beard, we will put one on you because <laughs> it is go time, everybody. It is go time. That's what uh, this episode is all about. And I, I just can't wait to get to Sunday. To show everybody that, like, well, here's my main complaint, man. I feel as though the last couple of days, it's just been this very eggshell. I don't know what's gonna happen, but it'd be great if they beat Tom. Fuck you. There is two fifths of this offensive line won a Super Bowl. And it's better. It's better than the offense that were not the offense, but it's it's a better offensive line than 2017 fact. This is the best offensive line I've seen in my life in this town. It's one of when the best When has the of offensive line been better than this? When has it been better? When? I think that's good enough to go on a run. I really do. And I feel that if they beat Tampa, that's an not an easy win in Green Bay, but they will beat the Packers as well. And after that, who knows? I don't, I, I don't see him getting past the Rams or the Cardinals because I think they just have too much talent. But I, I really do believe that if they beat Tampa, they will do the run game thing again in Green Bay, which we all know and love. And I just get this vibe of why is nine wins a bad football team? Yeah, fine. Throw out their 0-6 against all these teams in the playoffs. Good thing that doesn't matter. When you're going, you're 0-0, man. That's why I love this. They have a ticket. Uh, it took us a while to get here, but I'm here, man. I'm here, and this, oddly enough, Vince, feels to me a little 2017-ish when you're going and we're talking about Foles and the Vikings for the first time. Do you remember that time when no, you got eight no on comment. your face? No right? No, no that comment. That, okay. No, that did happen. I have no regrets still. I remember leading up to that game, which seemed impossible from the outside in. Robert Mays and everybody else saying, ah, the Vikings defense just too good or whatever it is. And then... You know, like, Nick Foles came out and slung that thing, and everyone was expecting him to run, play conservative, and that's what the the Eagles are kind of expected to do here. Trust me, I'm with Barney Pearlstein. Let's run the football. Absolutely. But I'm not opposed to Jalen Hurts throwing 31 times, and that's very specific, but I think 31 throws is what it's going to take to try and get 28 or 30 points. And as long as it's not, uh, you know, crushing hurricane rain... (laughs) I think you're going to need that, but more importantly, you're going to need his legs, too. I I don't think they're going to be this conservative football team that's going to play scared. That's been something that everyone, even Mike mentioned that on the last episode, which I I don't know. I just, waking up today, I don't agree with. I don't agree with Gannon's going to play scared. I don't think Sirianni, why would they play scared? Their jobs are secure for next year. Everyone's praising them for the most part, and they're already on to the next season. They're like, oh, can't wait for the offseason to build on this. No, fuck this. This is right here and now. Well, that's what it's
0: about, though, because this is what the coaching scared thing is, and this is what a lot of people that are fans of this team right now are having that same hesitation, and it's, it's Tom Brady it's Tom Brady. How can we possibly beat him? As if he hasn't lost in the playoffs a bunch of times. Or lost to this team in the
1: most important football game of the year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, has Tom Brady gotten to the Super Bowl like half of the time? Yeah. But yep. he's also lost in the playoffs the other half of the time. He has lost playoff games. It does happen. And as he's gotten older, it, it's more susceptible, right? So, especially with rain and wind and all those different things. Could Nick Sirianni come out in this game and be a little be a little different? Be, yeah, oh, he's going to pass a little bit more. He's worried about Brady and the points that come up. It's what a lot of teams... Do so. It's a lot of problems yeah. that coaches have. Brady melts brains. He just does. But <laughs> is this team built to handle it? Yes, and that's the biggest thing. Like, and this is again, I keep going back to this because we harped on it so much at the beginning of the year, yeah. and it's really come to fruition. The
1: chemistry is off the charts. It's un. Undeniably just as good as that 17 team. And that's the thing. Talent's not the same. Right. But the chemistry on this team
0: is just as good. And when you've got a team that believes in itself this much, the team will not be scared of Tom Brady. They're going to be ready for this moment. They're going to want this moment. They're going to want to kill Tom. They're going to hashtag buy Tom themselves. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. It's, that's where this is going right here and right now, because they believe in themselves. So even with a shaky start, even if they're down early, I don't care what it is. You don't count the Eagles out in this game. Uh, you
1: can't do it. I would also love to be a fly on the wall for, I guarantee you, Brandon Graham in a video will be released in the next 48 hours of him in the meeting room and just telling them what it is to sack sack tom brady and to finally get that moment and to whatever and whatever and whatever i feel as though that is the pump up video that the eagles are going to release this year for sure um with that said because i said i they're going to beat the packers if they beat the bucks yeah and you think if they beat the packers then they're going to the super Bowl? oh yeah and more than and then and you know like i don't know the giants did it the Giants basically did this path, except they oh. just got to face Tom first. Yeah, and actually, hold on one minute. Oh. Give me one second. Vince is, Vince is standing up here. Uh, he's exiting yeah, the I studio. Got he's there's got something in his bag, bag, bag that he I desperately need needs before he can right make right another here. comment. He's all the way around to the producer's studio. He yeah. has grabbed his bag. He is now making his way. Oh, he's, he's made a right turn to the desk, and, and now he's back into the studio.
0: I'm dropping pens <laughs>
1: I want you to see this here. This ah, yes. He's handing uh, me... This is me charting out the playoffs
0: all a little right. bit. Oh, this it's just, is beautiful. Uh, I just have the matchups, and I was giving a little bit of look at things. Like, all right, this team playing that team, and like let's it. see what happens. And by the way, AFC and NFC. I did look at both conferences. I like it. I like it. I've decided there are three teams that actually matter to me. Okay. Okay, there's three teams that I'm scared of. There's one in the NFC East. Yes. One, or one in the NFC, and that's the Packers. That's it. Number Everybody one. Everybody else, any given day, Eagles can take them. Not worried about it. Here's the other thing. The other side, I'm already looking. Kansas City scares the crap out of me. They should, and the Bills, they should scare the crap out of yep. me. Yeah, everybody else, they could get it. They can
1: get it. <laughs> Titans can come get it. Tennessee Titans can come get it. I'm ready to go. Well, I mean, if are you going to be scared if they beat the Packers? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm By the time you, you get to the point, I, I I'm probably not worried about the Chiefs. If that's if that's the case,
0: we'll see. No. I mean, Kansas City's been on a hot streak, and it's Mahomes, and he's just a golden god. So we'll see. We'll see, well, we'll see where I feel then if we get there. Right. But looking at the general picture right now, I mean, how great are the Rams, really? I think they're talented. Stafford's imploding right now. Not Staff- a good time Stafford, to hit the playoffs. By
1: the way, uh, by the metrics, hit uh, Jared Goff's 2018 Rams <laughs> stats exactly. So they didn't improve at all. From two years ago in the quarterback position. Yeah, he fell off. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals,
0: terrible back half of the year. I I don't care about them. They don't scare me. Dallas, bunch of losers. Bunch of losers. Losing to San Francisco. (laughs) Yeah, and and very well could lose to San Francisco. Not worried about them. So it's all about the other side for me. Could they beat Cincinnati? Yes. Could they beat the Raiders? Yes. Can they beat the Titans? Yes. Pittsburgh, they're not even going to make it. Fuck them. They suck. (laughs) Uh, The Patriots, it, it feels ugly. It feels ugly, but hey, beating Brady and beating Belichick in the Super Bowl would be like the greatest That'd sweep be fantastic. ever. And I would love to see it. So is that is it possible that they could beat any of those teams? Absolutely. And that's the thing here. I think that's the real point you're trying to trying to drive home because people aren't appreciating it enough. This team is really, really good. They're, they're one of the few teams that can go into this offseason or postseason, which very few teams do, saying they are the best in the league at something. Yep. They are historically great as a franchise at this right now with running the ball. That's an advantage. That is a major advantage for what this team is, for Hurts to rest his ankle, for the, the line to be healthy. They're in as great a place as you could possibly be with this team. They know who they are. They know what to do. They have pride in it. They've got the chemistry. It's all there. And by the way, as much as we have doubts about Sirianni, we all do, Yeah,
1: that team loves Sirianni. Absolutely. They love him. And we're going to have to be wrong about Sirianni more than likely. as as this thing keeps going on, because that's the response you always want to see from the locker room, and that's why we actually believe that there is a path to this. I believe that there is a path to the Super Bowl right here and now. Absolutely, and not just because this is fandom and it's you know, I'm sure the green goggles are on here. Of course, Taylor's looking at me like this guy's crazy. He can't wait. He just said uh, to right before we came on that it'll be over by halftime, more than likely, and the Bucks will take care of business, and we'll no, be
2: they'll, they'll only hang around until halftime. Oh, until halftime. Second I'm second half, I see an onslaught
1: okay all right all right so there's we'll keep it a game for a half maybe we can change his mind during the broadcast at the henry james saloon by the way but uh i i do really think there is a path to the super bowl here uh it starts this weekend obviously but the reason why i'm so confident in that they can beat green bay is the same reason that vince just pointed out they are the number one rushing team in the league the packers still cannot handle that they just can't 30th I checked today. Yeah, thirtieth in they, the league. They've never. They've always been a defense that's you know, let's go stop the quarterbacks, and that's great. And they have fantastic DBs. Their defensive line is okay, but if but Aaron Rodgers is going to get mauled, you know, like I, it's the same. Why wouldn't you do basically the same thing if it wins against Tom Brady as it wins against Aaron Rodgers, and it's a very much less lethal defense than what you're about to face this weekend. So I actually think this is the toughest test right here. Like, if you win this game, you're in the NFC Championship game full stop. And That's I can it. see it. And, and it's and, But what do you, how is this going to go for you? Because, you know, Taylor's saying for a half and then maybe a blowout, what do they have to do to win this football game in your mind? Yeah, for
0: me, yeah. It's, it's just be who they are. That's it, and that's the that's the beauty of it, right? Like they just have to do exactly what they've been doing the last couple of weeks, and it doesn't matter who these guys in the backfield are. Miles Sanders, hand does he play? Does he not play? Frankly, and it's no disrespect to Miles, really. I don't care if it's yeah. Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, Jordan Howard. Doesn't matter. Uh, Jason uh, Huntley now, Jason Huntley,
1: man, doesn't matter. It. it I'm really, calling for the whatever the anytime touchdown is. Put a bet on it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Which, by Especially the way, he's doing kickoffs. He's yeah. on the active roster. Last I checked, they bumped him up. Yep. So there you go. I mean, like it, it, the line is that great. Line, rainy weather, windy weather. It's built for them. That's all you got to do. Show up, have a decent start. Don't get burned early. Don't have yeah. Brady up 70, 17 points in the first <laughs> half. Like as long as they can, if and if they score first, mm-hmm. and they can continue to put that pressure up, what does this team do? They play great. When the other team has to play uphill, yes. defense gets so much better and they look like a top 10 unit when they get to play downhill against an opposing team. So if they can score early in this, it's over. I'm just telling you,
1: bleeding clock, going after Brady's got to throw in the wind and the rain, it's over. And uh, for to Taylor's point, I am not deferring if I win the toss. I want the ball to start. I want to keep Tom off of the field from the jump. You know, Deal with it and win that half and make sure that just like you're saying, make sure you're ahead at halftime because more than likely, you can probably get to where Vince is saying, if you have another good possession, Tom Brady's going to get that automatic touchdown after the second half. And then, you know, you kind of do the same thing again. And hopefully that works out. I do think you play the clock game. God, I hope it's a rainy mess. I really do. Yeah. And then if that's the case, I don't want Miles Sanders anywhere near a football. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep him on the sideline yeah. because of the – I mean, it's just because of the the, the broken hand. Yeah. And going the cast did come off. I don't know if you saw that today. Didn't see that. He did walk in. He's just wearing, like, you know, the, the air like cast brace. or whatever yeah. it is. Um, The fact that Jalen Hurts is probably the healthiest he's been since, you know, the injury pre-Giants game where it got all screwed up gives me a ton of – but, like, even Fletcher Cox, this is the healthiest he's been – in a while, yeah, at the end of a season. Same with him. And like, I remember just back to all those back to backs in 2017, 18, 19, just somebody was always banged up towards the end and they kind of rallied around it together. So I, between him and Hargrave, who is dying to kill Tom Brady, that has not left him since Pittsburgh. I'm not going to sell you on the cliche, oh, pressure up the middle and do, do. yeah, of course. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, and I'm blitzing all night. I would rather die by that sword. Eighty percent of the time than, than going back because the only other thing that I've I've watched back this week Vince is you know the the Saints were able to neutralize Tom Brady altogether and they're playing a lot of man they're just they're they're forcing the issue and that's with a full healthy you know horse stables between all the skill positions and you know uh, I, I man I I know that we're supposed to get scared by the Tom Brady laser focus and and you said something that annoys me too uh, in the positive way uh, <laughs> is what is the deal where I just saw Gronk on inside the NFL get excited about catching his seventh pass of the game or whatever to get the million dollar incentive bonus. That guy is not interested in being the guy and going to beat up the Eagles in the wild card round. No way. Like Tom's saving him for the the championship game or whatever. And like, Oh, where are you going to cover Gronk? Who cares?
0: Yeah, I like. Keep it in between the 20s. <laughs> Gronkowski should not be so dominant in this game that you that he goes for 150 and three touchdowns. Like, no. that, That Gronk is dead. Rodney McLeod should be able to do enough there. And that's all you need is good. Or Maddox
1: or whatever, a yeah. combo or a bracket. Yeah, something.
0: But when you think, oh, well, Mike Evans, okay. Well, you got Slay on Evans. I'll take that. They'd, like, Mike Evans is not going to kill you in this game. Uh-uh. So. Didn't last time. Be aggressive. Yeah. Like, it, everything sets up for the Eagles defense to be aggressive. Whether Gannon sees the moment, that's, that's a whole other discussion. It could be the discussion. Yes. You're really the discussion.
2: You're writing Gronk off that easy? I, I'm Gron- not writing him off. I'm Gronk's just effective.
0: Saying. Gronk's very good still, but he's not like the dominate best in the world by a mile. Like, he's not that guy anymore.
2: I, I'm most scared of him out of anybody on that field. Man, I just, I, I think he's just going to defer to him, not, you know. But
0: I'll take that. You know I'll, what I mean? Like, if they're going to, gr- if Gronk ends up with 10 targets and he's getting like eight yards because they just keep hitting him in the middle, he just keeps breaking
1: straight down the middle. They love throwing that to him. I'll live with that. Yeah, so would I, honestly. Like a kind of like a, a, a quiet Julio Jones eight for 150. That's how I envision Gronk. Is just yes he's gonna he is gonna get his catches he'll get but like as a go to guy and he's just gonna rip apart the Eagles defense I don't see it I don't see that
2: yeah. you know I, I just see that as like an automatic red zone target touchdown like anytime they're within twenty yards all right bet I I say Gronk is touchdownless in this game ooh okay I'll take that
1: ooh lots see, of yards and empty calories but no touchdowns yeah I would give him one but that's it okay all right. I think uh, I think it's. I feel as though Tom is very much just here. Leonard, please go take care of business <laughs> once again. At least that's how they've been going on. So uh, we will we will see how much that is true and how much it isn't. Um, and uh, <laughs> I I can't stop laughing at this man. Like the the turn of the New York Giants. By the way, we didn't get to the to Joe Judge and the firing and all this. What's no, going up north. it's been a couple days. I just got to say between that and all of the. Is it 9 now officially with David Culley? There are 9 coaching positions. 4 of them I think are looking for GMs in the process as well. And how is Nick Sirianni here? That's crazy, man. Every time we do this we're like, "Oh, got the worst one. Doug wins the Super Bowl." Ah, this is not going to work out. Uh Nick's still the only one standing and he's probably the most one of the most hireable coaches in the, in this uh, you know, cycle as well. So, um are you scared of what the Giants might do? It worries me a little bit because it's like, oh, we're having all this fun, and now they might actually get somebody competent in there. Uh, Brian Flores, Doug Peterson, who knows who's going to end up coaching, but bad news bears for you, or is this kind of like, ah, they'll screw it up anyway?
0: Oh, well, they're going to screw it up anyway, and uh, let's get right to it, John. If they hire Doug Peterson, fine, great. I I would encourage them to hire Doug Peterson. Can't believe we're in agreement on this. Yeah, totally, (laughs) totally selfishly. It's great for the Eagles if they hire Doug Peterson. You might hate it, and I get it. I get it. Doug Peterson being the Giants head coach is icky. It's icky. I like Doug. I like the guy a lot. Great guy, uh, by all accounts. So the thing is, though, is he a great football coach? And is he going to be able to overcome the circumstances of being the Giants head coach? No. Doug's getting you six wins a year. He's going to be fine at the press conferences. They're going to hate his guts because he's the guy that won the Super Bowl for the Eagles. <laughs> he's going to flame out in two or three years, and he's he's never going to have a head coaching job again. Like that's that's the whole cycle of Doug Peterson if he goes to New York.
1: Hundred percent confident. And the betting uh, lines are telling you that he's the favorite right now to land that job. Is that where that's kind of yeah? I, I, from? I saw uh, Betmgm had him as the favorite for the job. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm in a thousand percent agreement with there. Um, I don't, it doesn't feel, Doug's been, been, uh, well, you know, Chicago, what was the other one? Uh, Jacksonville, I think there was yeah. kind of some heat yeah. and he didn't want to, no one wants to work with Balky, but. Um, Miami. Miami was the other one. Uh
0: Man, yeah, like new- Denver's is popping up now. I don't, I don't know how much he's going to get any run there, but I mean, his name's getting thrown in everywhere because I figure his agent is getting his name thrown in everywhere. Like Doug is is doing the full court press for a job. Yeah, I think he feels like it's now or never.
1: I, I do too. And it just, I, I felt. So I, I bring this up because uh, the David Culley situation. There was, apparently, uh, the general manager is escaping my mind. The uh, former Patriots guy. Um. Oh, uh, Easterby. Yeah, Jack Easterby. Yeah, uh, or Easter Bay or whatever it is was apparently in the headset of David Colley pretty much all year. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was going. Well, doesn't didn't Howie basically do that to Doug? Aren't we there now? Like I'm th- kind of rethinking all that and where Doug is. Doug what? Doug was his own guy for sure, but. Uh, Maybe, maybe not for that like year and a half from sixteen to seventeen, and then certainly not after too. Like I, I, I was, I just thought that's kind of an interesting thing of uh, the control. The control I mean, part it, of it is is, is, is maybe that's a little more rampant in the NFL than we give credit for. Maybe it I is. Don't
0: I, I don't know. I mean, Cully, I, I figured when the Texans hired him, he was going to be a one and done. I, honestly, he did a better job than I thought he would, and I thought he should keep his. Job like that yeah. that seemed really embarrassing to me from Houston's standpoint. But what isn't embarrassing? About well, Houston? every
2: yeah, everything <laughs> is there, it's, a, it's yeah. really a joke. It's crazy Peterson has the fourth best odds at 600. Uh, Kellen Moore is following him at 500. Interesting, uh, BNME at 300 huh. and Brian DeBull at 300. Is, also, is that for Houston? Which, no, that's for Giants. Oh, for the Giants. Oh, what wow. what sports book is that? It's not uh, the I'll sports book, i tell you that much. Sportsline.com is telling uh, sportsline.com. me. Sportsline.com, okay. interesting.
0: So, all right. Yeah, no, he's on the list. But honestly, I would love it if Doug was the Giants coach. Me too. Because look, I, I, I get all the appreciation for Doug Peterson. He won the Super Bowl and, and yada, yada, yada. But like, he's the Giants coach. Is Do you really think he's that good of a coach? I was great when he was fired. I didn't like Doug in 2018. <laughs> 2018, that. Yeah. immediately. That season started, I was like, This offense stinks. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the injuries. I know what the injuries are. I know what the quality of the roster is. And he stinks. That's why, in part, I believed in this team this year. Because over the last couple of years, even with all the injuries... Doug sucked. He sucked. <laughs> I mean, he held on to Mike Groh for dear life. Yeah. He got fired because of Mike Groh, didn't he? Like, what are we talking about? Like, it, it, he had all these bad – it's just – it was
1: so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, I'm calling he fails no matter where he goes, even if it's New York, Chicago, Minnesota is is another yeah. weird one that's that would be kind of funny uh, in a way, and there's a lot going on back and forth with that too. But real quickly, what is your – do you have a Giants nightmare because mine would be Brian Flores, one of either, you know, Brandon Brown or Catherine Rach, whoever's going to get in the circles there up in Minnesota. We'll get into that in a second. And then if it like uh, Russ is there, um, oh, here's oh, one for you no, that, that, that that is a little me. bit of a of an interesting twist. Okay. Apparently, and I didn't really think about this in context, but it kind of makes sense. You stadium today said that there is a possibility that Seattle would be open to trading DK Metcalf as well. So they're going, oh, shit, well, if you're going to trade Russ, you might as well just trade everything else because what's the point? Yeah, we you're need starting to, over. Which, which is still seems crazy to me, but could you imagine DK Metcalf, Russ, Brian Flores, and a decent head-on like analytical GM that's running the Giants? That would be my nightmare. Here's the thing. Something I, like that. I don't know what the Giants cap situation is right now. I'd have to look into that. I don't it's know if great. they have the ability
0: to manage both of those people coming in. Plus, they spent so much on wide receiver. I mean, you just signed Kenny Galladay. Can you afford to have oh, Kenny Galladay right. and DK Metcalf when you know you're going to trade for him and pay for him? Like, I can't imagine. So my my worst case scenario for guys that are actually available, yeah, Flores is one. Yeah. I mean, that guy's guy a hell of a coach. And Miami
1: should be embarrassed, too. That was despicable. Uh, yeah. That was despicable. I, well, did you hear that, too? There was uh, from, uh, well, now it's, it's from Mike Lombardi, so take it with a grain of salt. But uh, apparently, Flores went up to Tua and said, I wish we would have
2: drafted Mac Jones instead. Th- to his I, face. I think that is the deal breaker there. <laughs> yeah, they they, they want to they ride with Tua. And he, <laughs> and he started Fitzpatrick over him. Like, yeah. Three different times. They wouldn't listen
1: to him like, dude, this guy does not have it. Yeah. So,
0: all right, they had anyway. that choice. Here, here was another nightmare scenario. So uh, Chris Carlin, who used to be at WIP yeah. a couple of years ago, and now he's, he's been doing radio in New York for a while. He threw out the idea, which was super interesting because this never happens. But if the Giants got one of those top picks or both mm-hmm. and traded for Sean Payton. Interesting. It that, was like the, the old coach uh, trade scenario. Because huh? think about this. Saints are in cap hell. Okay? That's a problem. Drew Brees is gone. There's been rumors about Sean Payton leaving that team for like seven years now. Yes. It was always going to go to Dallas gonna, yep. at some point and all that. So if he was actually interested in leaving this time around, would he take
1: the job with the Giants? Here's another one. You ready for a nightmare scenario? Okay. This is coming from our good friend Brian, who's a great listener of the show uh, in Boston. Love him to death. I mean, grain of salt altogether with this too, but... Is the plan really to leave Josh McDaniels with Mac Jones and this team and for Bill Belichick to finally return to the Giants? Stop it. No! And go that way and say, this is for you? Uh, Bill Belichick's going to go to New York and take that job now. Taylor, can you turn his mic off, please? Because uh, I gonna- need to be in the <laughs> NFC to face Tom Brady as many times as possible. No. Oh, I man. I could see it being that spiteful. I think this is more fodder than everything else. Yeah. But that would be the ultimate nightmare scenario. I would say it's a shot to the
0: moon. <laughs> it, it, horror, uh, no, it's not even a shot to the moon. It's a shot to Jupiter. But it, I don't know,
1: man. If the Mars and Tishas
2: get together and say whatever you want, Bill, of course they're going to say that. I have, I have a way more feasible, crazy scenario. All right. All right. All right. All right. Are the Giants willing to spend money on a coach? Definitely. I would think so. At plus 2,000 odds that I'm looking at right now. Jim Harbaugh, who over <laughs> who hit the pinnacle of a Michigan season that you can have, yep. was in the playoffs, ranked number two, finally beat Ohio State. You're not doing any better than that. That's your career. You go out on top. This is it. You're okay. not going to do any better. You're not going to beat Alabama. I couldn't wait for Jim Harbaugh to be a New York Giant, if that's the case.
1: I have not a nightmare scenario for me. See, I think short-term hardball could really make you
0: something and he's going to do the same thing he did with San Francisco. He he's going to shape everything up, he's going to build a competent team, he's going to do that for a couple of years, they reach a peak, they bottom out and he flames out. He's a hockey
1: coach. He's a hockey coach and <laughs> I don't NFL. I don't think
2: it's a nightmare scenario. I think it's a far-fetched one that seems way more possible than
1: than Bill Belichick. that I do agree with.
2: Yeah. And, well, impossible than possible.
1: Yes. Uh And, I mean, there was – he is, like, talking to people right now, isn't he? Be like, hey, would you be willing to be on my staff if I were to go to the NFL? Somebody was leaking that. I think the Harbaugh thing is totally far-fetched, but, I mean, like, that would – have to give some credence to Bill Belichick being there too so yeah.
0: yeah but it's like on the other end of things who's also a likely scenario I mean this is a team that hired Jason Garrett to be the offensive coordinator for Joe Judge so let's not ta- let's not act like we're talking with geniuses over here that are running this team exactly okay they watched Jason Garrett for like 15 years clapping it up in <laughs> Dallas and they're like that's the guy that's who's gonna fix us and save Daniel Jones you idiots what they're a bunch so, of
2: morons they're so dumb looking, so like, looking at the odds list the one that sticks out as whole, this seems obvious, Jim Caldwell.
0: Ooh, Jim Caldwell's a solid coach. That'd I could, be solid. I,
2: I could, it's way too easy to imagine that. Yes. Yeah,
0: I, I could see that. I could also easily see like Bill O'Brien who's popped up on a list again. <laughs> I think he popped up on like the Texans or the, or the not the Texans list, uh, the Jags list maybe.
1: Man, like, could Bill all O'Brien, you gotta do, that is the blueprint for everything. If you have struggled as a coach, you go to Alabama and just hang out and you'll, Well, destroy the Texans first. Try to get fired from the Texans, go to Alabama, and then just chill out. Um, Bill O'Brien being a Giant uh, would be (laughs) amazing. That would be amazing. amazing.
0: That would be so good. (laughs) And it lines up with where the Giants are at, man. I mean, they just... They have no idea. It's another former Belichick guy yeah. that's been a head coach, and they want that. And he'll just blame everything on on B And like, if if you're Bill O'Brien, and you just go look at the clown
1: show, it is down there. It ain't my fault. <laughs> and they're like, "Yep, you're right, Bill O'Brien. Please take our job." No, I totally understand giving uh, your best wide receiver to the uh, NFC Championship. You know, more than likely uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, that's totally. Yeah, I totally get it. back. That was yeah. That so was no good. longer plays for the team. Yeah, it's great. Good, uh, Taylor. Anybody else on that list that piques your interest?
2: Uh, One second. I mean, Caldwell seemed obvious. Uh, Josh McDaniels. Which I, I can't believe he goes anywhere. No. What's his? I would
1: really love to know his endgame at some point. Somebody's going to have a nice book about like what all that
2: was. And, you know, he's going to, I don't know, poison Bill at a lunch party. <laughs> uh, I think is the plan. Uh, is, I mean, is BMI going to get a head coaching job at any point? I don't I think know, that's, man. That's the thing. I He'd be a great fit for up there, too
1: honestly
0: if they yeah i mean if you were looking for a guy to build a program with i'd give it a shot they're they're starting from nothing you're going to be drafting a quarterback in the top 10 most likely yes so like yeah exactly regardless
1: of what the class is i mean probably you're going to take a quarterback (laughs) and start over kenny pickett baby yeah dude that would be amazing if you have kenny pickett and daniel jones on the same team it's like having the same guy (laughs) yeah i heard you didn't hear me wrong pittsburgh fans um, he's just the flavor of the month. I can't wait for that dude to well, I'm not rooting against him that he'll rude. be a little better than Jones. He'll be better than Jones, yeah. but not by much. no um, you know who's also not that much better than Daniel Jones? who Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> the Colts this is great. the Colts just basically gave the white flag today. Did you guys see that yeah what a what a ringing endorsement from Chris Ballard to say. It was the right decision at the time and I don't regret it, but then never says anything about how he feels presently, which no one, his words and Frank Reich's words combined saying, we don't know what's going to happen next year. And Jim Ursay basically told us, this guy's fucking sucks and get me somebody else as opposed to singing Philip Rivers praises and wishing he was back. Like that's what I would have done the moment that. You know, Carson got uh, COVID. I think they did. They reached yeah, out Yeah, they him, did. They? Yeah, they tried to get him to come back. Uh, so f- for the first time in Carson Wentz's career, he's actually going to have to fight for something, huh?
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good way to put it. You're right. I mean, they, they, Ursae, he issued a public statement to, on Twitter, I believe, like through the Colts account, they had a real formal statement from Jim Irsay. Like he is pissed. That's a guy that gets very mad very easily, and that guy was raging mad. So when the GM is
1: like, because you said you watched the press conference, I, I read the comments. You said he was basically crying. He he right? he, he, he was holding back. Like when he said, "I don't <clears throat> regret it" at the time, and then kind of went <laughs> through the other. I, it might not have been that part, but there was definitely like you know yeah. It just felt like someone took their puppy during the press guy. It was just Howie Roseman did it again. Howie Roseman has now gotten Rick Spielman fired, even though he didn't draft Justin just, Justin Jefferson. I don't know if you've heard that, Vince or not. yep. Uh, who's that? I don't know. It's just some guy some guy that is <laughs> sitting on the couch this weekend. Yeah, uh, then I mean, like he Sam Bradford was a first and a fourth and it looks embarrassing. Carson Wentz is basically a first First and a third. third, and that's embarrassing. Why on earth would you trade for a quarterback that Howie Roseman is presenting to you? And what's most hysterical about this, the Colts bid against themselves. The Bears were just in the rumor mill just to be in the rumor mill. There was no one else that wanted Carson Wentz near that price. And yet again, just more evidence that we need to shut the fuck up about Howie Roseman is good at his job. And this is evident of it because I would hate to be the Colts because we were the Colts a year ago. Yeah. And there's, uh, in my fan fiction, you want to hear my fan fiction? Yes. He took one lurk at Jalen Hurts and there is an article from Tim McManus this week, which was great, by the way. It's a nice profile on your boy Jalen Hurts and what he went through at Alabama and his, you know the the whole thing from high school to now. And in that quote, there is a fourth or fifth string quarterback from Alabama whose name I forgot. But uh, during that time when Jalen Hurts first gets to Alabama and he's fourth on the depth chart, the quote was something along the lines of, this guy was walking around at 19 acting as if it was his team and his leadership and pointing these things out, and it rubbed people the wrong way. And who did it rub the wrong way? The quarterback room. And what do you think happened here the moment he got here and was doing the same thing and realized that his friend Lane Johnson and everybody else liked him better than Carson? That's all I needed to hear today was just like, yep, you are the problem. Everyone fooled us all. We should be ashamed of ourselves, Vince Quinn, that we ever got to that level of defending that man.
0: No, because uh, look, uh, <laughs> getting, uh, getting, into, getting into why we defended him before, I, obviously, like, I think he won like, a
1: Super Bowl in the 2017 MVP season. That's why. And he's a, he's a completely different person because all that stuff ruined him. All the full oh, stuff. That's horseshit. No, it's not.
0: He's, he it's, ruined he, himself, man. No, well, part of it's on him. Part of it is who he is. But he got put in historically unique circumstances for, for a guy like that at his age and status of draft to be taken over by a backup quarterback that the team likes, that the city loves, that Foles had a history here as a starter, and when they gave up on him, people were like, you did what? You know what I mean? Like that. There's a lot of baggage there. I like Part of it is who he is, and it got worse. He got put in the worst environment possible for it, but I, I don't want to get too down that rabbit hole. Yeah. It's just who he is now and seeing this with the Colts, not surprised. Howie Roseman does see that, offloads him, gets the picks, great. He absolutely nails it, and you, something you mentioned just a couple of minutes ago because I think it's really great that we had that conversation even though I wouldn't vote for him for GM of the year. But to talk about Howie Roseman is GM of the year and the job that he's done in general with this team because here we are again this week and what is in the news, we're getting the first woman in the history of the NFL to get interviewed
1: for a general manager job. That is not Leonard Toza's daughter. I want to point that out. And (laughs) by the way, she works right next to Howie. Yep. So he's Andrew Barry. That's that's that spot who got the job
0: in Cleveland. And there's Joe Douglas who got the job with the Jets. So thing about this, which is great, too, is it's it's not just the contract stuff. When it comes to Howie. But when you look at this team that we believe in for the playoffs in a very real way, what are the things that they've done? They don't invest in running backs. Thank you, Giants. Uh, They (laughs) they don't do that. They invest in the offensive line. Or linebackers. Yes. They invest in the offensive line obsessively. That's worked out to perfection. I mean, you've got not just a great starting line. You've got a group of third and fourth string and practice squad guys that beat up a lot of starters from Dallas a week ago. like. That's super impressive. That's Howie Roseman. All these teams around the league are looking at that and going, we want something like that. Like, clearly you get it. So it's the way you build a team, the whole approach to it, Howie's nailed that. And by the way, uh, you know, if he trades Jalen Hurts and gets in Russell Wilson, <laughs> then he's going to prove that even more. But uh, with all of that stuff together, that's why all these teams around the league are getting it because it's the contracts, it's the innovation that goes into there. It's what positions you value. And ultimately, he does a good enough job to evaluate these things. That you can criticize him for
1: some draft picks. But ultimately, this team is a talented roster, and that's how Howie. Yeah, uh, and I wouldn't – none of us would feel like they could go on a run – Unless it wasn't like that's why I mean it's been a it's been a great debate for a long time I get it I would say like Howie Roseman's influence from 13 on is where I focus everything before is muddled and could be you know credit either way but from here on been ahead of the game he's understood and corrected owners' mistakes to be honest that's what a general manager should be doing and look
0: man 60 million in dead cap you can't say that enough you can't. You cannot say that enough.
1: This has never happened before. Well, and 34 of it is a first round pick. Yeah. So you're p- half, over half of that's paying for the first round pick. Great. It's fine. Not a problem.
0: No one's <laughs> got a problem with that. Yeah. Look, look at it now. That was a great trade. I mean, for what you thought of that trade at the time, everyone agrees universally in Philly that was an amazing trade. Amazing out. trade. But yeah. that's that's what he does. And the trades, he's great at that. Some A lot of the free agent signings that he makes, that he's great at that. Like he, Javon Hargrave,
1: when he signed Hargrave, you know how many people were like, the hell's this? Right. Look at him. Look and every, at him. Everyone in Pittsburgh was destroyed by that. They're like, oh, we're losing Hargrave. Holy shit. Yeah,
0: and that's a like, and for them and what Pittsburgh does consistently well, defensive line, edge rushers, linebackers like that front seven, they're crazy good at that. They are crazy good at that. And we got a guy from them and brought him here and played a slightly different role. He's killing it. Yes. How he gets all that stuff. His people get that stuff and that's why they're all getting pulled all over the place and for the Giants to not necessarily you know, (laughs) hopefully the Giants don't take one of our people, but uh, if they were any smart, they would, which they're not.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, and hopefully there'll be, uh, there'll be updates. There'll be, we'll uh, keep a track on that. There is only one thing I get fired up more about than the playoffs and the Eagles and everything else. And that is the fact that Liquid Death sends us many, many cases of their beautiful mountain water from the Alps. Uh, with this 16.9 ounce can that we've been telling you about for a long time. By the way, liquiddeath.com slash bell for free shipping on every case that you order through there. Uh, you probably know that by now. What you might not know is that on our last podcast, and also today, I had a phone call with Mike from Liquid Death. All I can say is this. Pay attention to the Super Bowl, because there's going to be some pretty cool things going on there. And actually before that, and we have just found out that we will be getting exclusively the brand-new liquid death cans that are flavored seltzer with, you know, Mike was explaining to us it's got a little bit of agave and some all that stuff in there, but they're about 20 calories per can. Apparently, these things taste amazing, and we are getting the first run of those (laughs) cases sent to us, which I don't believe anyone else in Philadelphia will have, we are obviously going to come up with a, a contest to give away a case, but I think Vince Quinn had a great idea of we should have like a liquid death tasting either at the studio here or somewhere, but I think that should definitely happen. Yes? Oh, yes. I want to do that so bad. <laughs> it would be amazing. Yeah. There, uh, there's also, I think there's a, there's, what did he say? There's a mango flavor that's coming uh, out? Yes,
0: which was, stole my heart immediately. There's uh, mango. There's a cherry,
1: I believe, or a berry. A berry. It's a berry. There's and then a, a lime. lime. And I believe there's one more, but we will tell you all the details as soon as we get that. Uh, In the meantime, this really is one of the best tasting waters on the planet. I can't go another day or two without having the bubbly, the flat. Vince is the same. Uh, Liquid Death is one of the best, most recyclable cans on the planet as well. That's why I don't feel as guilty grabbing that stupid plastic water bottle and grabbing one of these. I believe even Henry Winkler. Yes, Henry the Winkler funds? has now picked up on the, uh, the liquid death can, because I saw him tweet out, I'm switching to uh, canned water now. I don't drink the plastic, just in, just in conversation. So I wonder if he's a liquid death can. Okay. And Henry, if you are out there, come on the pod and hang out with us, would you? Yeah, it, you it'd know? be nice. <laughs> uh, go to. He's li- a football coach, by the way. Is he? Oh, that's right. Water but, boy. Yeah. One and of the legendary. And he's
2: on one of the best shows, Barry.
1: Oh, that's that's right. I forgot he's on there. So good. Have you watched Barry yet? I've never seen it. Oh, my God. That is right up your alley. Okay. Picture this. Uh, What's the dude's name again, Uh, T? I always forget his name. Bill Hader. Bill Bill Hader Hader is secretly like a CIA assassin, but also his second life is learning how to act in L.A. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: all you need to know. And it's like legit, hilarious, funny, and like serious action scenes like Way too good of an action scene for a comedy show. Yeah, like, wow. like
1: Breaking Bad type of action scenes. Oh my God. In between of all this stuff. Okay. You, I'd probably even say a little better than that, honestly, now that I'm thinking yeah, of at, at some especially point. Especially the for first sure. season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, go check that out. Yeah. Go drink Liquid Death, slash bell for free shipping on every single case. You guys have done an amazing job supporting us and doing that. I uh, can't tell you just by them saying, like, hey, Philadelphia Eagles fans are fucking nuts. How on earth are you guys getting them, you know, to enjoy the water and it's because well, I don't need to sell it. I I love it. I love it to death and you guys have helped us out big time. You guys are you guys are tasting it in your mouth too. So, yeah, cut that for future. <laughs> a future drop, but uh Vince Quinn, I think it's finally getting time. I need your score predictions, my friend.
0: Yeah, uh man, I've been thinking about this and it's going to be it it's not going to be a complete blowout because it is Brady, but are they going to win this game? Absolutely. And John, they're going to win
1: this game 27 to 17. <laughs> 27, 17. I love it. The rain, the rain really affects Tom Brady and the boys. And it, it gets, by the
0: time it gets to the fourth quarter and running out the clock and all that kind of stuff, 27,
2: 17. Taylor, what's happening here? You can be honest, and then uh, you can hit the music. And then I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> 20, 21, 27 bucks. 21, 27 right, bucks. right, I'm not that angry. Respectable. I'm not that angry. Yes. That's respectable. Okay.
1: Well, at the beginning of the year, I told you to be curious. You might you have. And you might have believed a little bit, but what I'm asking you to do is believe right now in QB1. There's a whole future to debate on what Jalen Hurts is, is not, and that's not what this weekend is about jalen has done everything that we have asked him to do in probably one of the weirdest oddest situations of cap hell of not knowing where this roster is going to be is jason kelsey going to retire taking over for carson wentz and you know what he didn't flinch once so take that curiosity and now drive it full force into belief Because Sunday at 1 o'clock, all Jalen Hurts has to do is look at 62. And 62's got to look back at him and say, they'll never touch you. And then you look at 65 and number one and say, they'll never touch you. And you look over at Jordan Mailata and they say, they'll never touch you. Because the Legion of Move on Sunday with Kelsey, with Johnson, with Mailata, with Dickerson are going to take Vita Vea and fucking put his ass into the parking lot, Jalen. Follow behind them and you will go to Lambeau to face Aaron Rodgers and the Packers where you again shock the world and tell everybody your name. By the time you leave that place, you're on your way to L.A. Take this team to the Super Bowl. They are capable of doing it if you believe ordinary people can do extraordinary things. And this team is anything but ordinary. 31-28-28 birds